I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and this is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. Get a job was a common insult hurled at the hippies back when I was a kid. I remember a few of them homesteading in the woods off the dirt road to my favorite swimming hole on Vancouver Island. I remember the homegrown vegetable gardens, the hastily assembled log cabins, and the pungent odor of their cigarettes. I wouldn't pay much attention if I was alone beyond noticing you could barely see their eyes under all that head and facial hair. But if my father was with me, well, I heard a few lectures on the long, windy drive back home, let's just say, about the values of work, the satisfaction of a job well done, the I-had-to-walk-five-miles-to-school-both-ways speech that all parents at that time seemed to haul out of their back pockets. I appreciated my father's point, at least as I got older, but I sympathized with the rebels, too. And now we have the same catchphrase going up from Wall Street to all the OWS occupiers. For sure, work is needed for the liberation of the people, but not the work the 1% is thinking we need. Working for ourselves today on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. We've been posting some good and new stuff on our Thinking with Somebody Else's Head website, which is healingthroughconsciousness.com. Love you to visit there and learn more about Dr. Kepi's Science of Analytical Trilogy. I mention this a lot because, you know, I see something missing in the dialogue about the revolution taking place right in front of our eyes these days. I hear a lot of people talking about the mess we're in. This is obvious, isn't it? And some very articulate analysis of various aspects of the crisis. Everyone has has part of the analysis conforming to the perspective they bring. Liberals analyze from their point of view, conservatives from the opposite point of view, or um, a a varied point of view from, from the liberals. Environmentalists take another tack, as do journalists and pundits. But all this, intelligent as it might be, doesn't get us any closer to understanding what's gone on to get us into this mess. But a Brazilian psychoanalyst named Norberto Kepi does bring us to an awareness of how we've gone so terribly wrong and how to get out of it. It's, you know, it's precisely this psychosocioanalytical approach that can be successful. Kepi is he's not analyzing from a point of view of left or right or green or red. He's simply looking at the facts in the situation and analyzing those, just as he does with personal clients who bring their stories and situations to him. And he helps to bring clarity to what is not always obvious to the client mired in the problem. Kepi talks about a lot of things in his many books, from physics to medicine of the soul, from universal philosophy to the spirits among us. And all this is fascinating and wisely underpins our Thinking with Somebody Else's Head programs that I've been producing for about five years now. But Kepi's focus today is firmly on one principal aspect from his vast body of work, which he has called sociopathology. And applying his scientific principles to an analysis of society allows us to go deeply to the root causes of our problems and so be able to analyze them neutrally like true scientists, so we clarify what's going on, really. This is powerful sociotherapy that results from this. Kepi's concern today is helping humankind finally achieve the complete freedom that is being increasingly threatened by the socioeconomic power that now dominates us almost totally. His intention, and ours too, as a consequence on our program, is to awaken human consciousness to this problem of socioeconomic slavery by the 1% of the 99%, so that the flame of liberty may shine in the hearts of every person listening and begin to illuminate the hearts of all peoples 
around the world. Please spread information about our program and about our website, HealingThroughConsciousness.com. This is a very beautiful vision that Kepi brings to us. Kepi is looking at this Occupy Wall Street movement as evidence that what he's been writing and teaching for the past 40 years is now being accepted and resonated with, whose wisdom and practical solutions can really lead us to our dream, even if it's a not well-known dream, of a more just society. Gilbert Gambucci has been living and working with Norberto Kepi for almost 30 years now, and he's been embedded in the Occupy Wall Street movement there in New York since almost the beginning of that protest. We haven't heard from Gilbert in a couple of weeks, so let me invite him in now to give us an update and analysis of what's going on. And then Claudia Bernhardt Pacheco will join us to look at business, specifically trilogical business, how we can have our own companies and create a revolution in the whole economic situation, the whole economic scene on the planet. Through the perspective that Gilbert brings today, founded solidly on Kepi's work, I think you'll find something really new and profoundly truthful in what he has to say. Uh, bring us up to speed. What's the what's the latest? We're catching little bits on the news, but not uh, from the field like you are. So g- give us an overview. Yeah, you know what, Rich? Um, of all the interviews that I give, and of course being in uh, Liberty Square every day uh, when we were occupying the square especially, uh, I've given interviews to uh, people all over the United States, unbelievable, and literally all over the world. I was very surprised by that how it was acting as a magnet. But, you know, I really enjoy um, giving interviews on your program more than any other one because we can speak about anything. We can go into depth, uh, the truth of the situation. And usually um, (laughs) with other, how should I say, other uh, medias, even, even good independent medias, they have their limits, you know. And you don't, so I really appreciate that. And because I would like to be able to speak with somebody about the spiritual aspect, very strong spiritual element that is happening in relation to this movement. Yeah, you were saying in one of your emails, I think recently to us, Gilbert, that um, there's a lot of fracturing sort of going on of the, the organization of things, but the spirit is, is undeterred. It just keeps moving forward. Yeah, you know, for a while... After the, um, either after the psychopathic attack on uh, Liberty Square that took place, very violent attack in the middle of the night to force everybody out, um, I got a little bit worried in the, in the weeks after that because it looked like things got really fragmented, really scattered all over the city. People trying to relocate themselves. There were people staying in the streets. Uh, some came down with ammonia. I have a couple of friends that I haven't seen for a while. I'm worried about them. There have been some serious consequences to that, more than what people know. And so I was worried about that. But little by little, Rich, I began to notice that uh, nobody went away. Very few people. In fact, there are still people arriving here <laughs> from all over the states. And uh, And there was a little bit of a crisis with the kitchen. We we call them the kitchen, you know, the kitchen group, the guys who were preparing food for us every day there at uh, Liberty Square. They went into a bit of a crisis as to whether or not they should break up, disband, you know. But after a little while, they perceived, now, wait a minute, nobody went anywhere, so we got to keep cooking. (laughs) we got to keep preparing food. Now their job is really more difficult because they have to bring what they prepare to different places, you know, different locations, where people are staying. 
And uh, I really admire those guys because now they're really working three times <laughs> as hard in order to feed everybody. Now, you said that, that uh, pe- people are still being drawn, still, people are still coming from all over the, the country, maybe all over the world. What's drawing them, Gilbert? What do you, uh, what's the energy that's bringing them to this, the mag- magnetism that's bringing them to this, this movement in New York? You know, en- energy is a good word um, because... At first, I was worried because the thing was so fractured and split up and attacked. But I began to notice that it just kept growing. It didn't matter. You know, the energy is, keeps moving and keeps growing. And people are getting more and more determined and pulling more and more people in. And they're organized as to, to the point where nobody knows everything that's going on. There's just too much. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. And, you know, Rich, I was thinking of um, uh, a study that Dr. Kippy made uh, quite some time ago now about the psychopathology of people with power. You know, this book that both you and I bring up quite a bit, Liberation of the People, The Pathology of Power, this historic book. I call it the historic book because it's the first study ever made about the psychopathology of people who wield economic power. The 1%, as we refer to them, and as they are referred to in, in this book. And it shows clearly that Um, The more imbalanced a person is, the more influenced he is by demonic entities because they're synchronized. You know, a person who is evil, imbalanced in the sense of being an evil person, he synchronizes with demonic entities and becomes very influenced by them to the point where he doesn't even perceive what's going on. You know, because they're, they're like, let's say, like, uh, synchronized is the best word I can use, you know. So very heavily influenced. So um, we notice that the, the most imbalanced people are in economic power, to put it simply, without ex- going through the whole study. Um, and they are the most demonic. They're most influenced by demonic entities. So this is a real problem for the e- social equilibrium is when we have uh, psychopathic people who got themselves in, in power. And um, I'm not speaking so much about political power as I am economically powerful people, because we notice clearly that even the politicians are slaves to the economic power. You know, this little group of uh, above-the-nation's bankers and certain industrialists, these guys who have um, uh, organized themselves together and who are causing uh, these problems for the politicians, for the, the humanity in general, for our economy, for the society. They own uh, the media, so they put the messages out that they want. This is, this is a real problem. I think this is too, Gilbert. You know, one of the things I was thinking as I was walking on the street the other day that... Um I think it's. I was dealing with a little bit of these kind of subjects in one of my classes, and the feeling I had was that the, some of the students feel so overwhelmed by all of the factors that are going on in the world, all of the difficulties, the, the, the difference between rich and poor, this huge gap we see now of people not being able to, to um, even put food in their mouths at times, this incredible corruption we're seeing economically, the environmental difficulties we see, the political, uh, you're, you're sort of starting into the political campaign for the 2012 election. And, you know, there's all these things are sort of, uh, of happening, Gilbert. And I, the 
feeling I get with with uh, students sometimes, and maybe people in general, is that they kind of throw up their hands in despair and say, "What what can we do?" Some people, but that's not happening at Occupy Wall Street. People are getting out there and saying, "No, we can do something about this. We can fight this in some way." This must be gratifying in a way for a revolutionary like yourself. Uh, this is an interesting point, Rich, because the flip side of this demonic influence that is on the economically powerful people and, uh, and, and the, the, the malefic uh, influence this has on society. The flip side to this is that I was thinking, who's controlling this enormous energetic growth that is taking place in what we call the Occupy movement, you know? Where's that coming from? All of this energy, and no matter how much you attack it, it keeps growing and growing and growing. You know, this, this spiritual aspect in this is very interesting. And, of course, um, Americans tend to be more active than um, people from other countries. And so they're more action-oriented, you know. With all the problems that we have, there are, lo- there are some muddy things that go on all the time. Um, but in general, you can see that the essence of the thing, the spirit of the thing is good. It's something very good. And the powerful who are very heavily influenced by demonic entities, they don't know what to do with this. You know, they're desperately trying to... They don't see the spiritual realm, so they're trying to attack people. And uh, But it's coming from inside of people. It's a spiritual thing, a spiritual climate that is uh, going around the entire globe. And people are linking to that spirituality in, in one form or another. In, in general, you can see people protesting against the malefic economic powers, let, let's say the demonic powers. So really, in the end, what it comes down to, Rich, is that we're experiencing uh, a spiritual battle between the creator of all things. Yes, between the creator of all things and let's name him, you know, the fallen uh, angel, Lucifer, Satan, who is, who is uh, the epitome of what is psychotic, what is psychopathic. I think what proves that, Gilbert, I totally agree with you. I think what proves that is that the, these laws that rule our socioeconomic life today are the most perverse laws possible. <laughs> you know, and now they're, they're pushing through. I don't know if it's been put into law yet or not. This National Defense Authorization Act, which gives the, the military inside the country and even police more power over uh, what they what they term as um, t- terroristic personalities you know people who are against the system in some way so the you know there's there's a clampdown coming energetically and i think it is influenced by these malefic forces you're talking about and this movement for Occupy Wall Street for goodness is a movement really directly linked to a good spirit, a divine spirit. We could actually say it that way, couldn't we? Exactly. And, you know, as it, as it is essentially a spiritual warfare, this, um, this involves everyone, anyone and everyone who lives on this planet, whether you like it or not. There's no neutral ground. You know, uh, people who are trying to avoid the subject, or who think they're being neutral, there's no neutral ground. Silence um, agrees with the 1%, whom the, whom the occupiers are protesting against. 
So the question becomes, either you show yourselves to be a part of the humanity, a part of the 99% who want a better world of justice, you know, of uh, our rights to pursue happiness as we see it, uh, our rights to the Constitution in terms of uh, American civilization, you know, um, or you agree what with these little group of uh, psychopathic individuals that we call the one percent so the divine the plumb line has been dropped everyone's going to have to choose one way or another very soon yeah i think this is uh, really wonderful to to hear gilbert um i really feel that anyone who defends this present social structure uh, there's something really wrong in the in the way that person's thinking. Because if, we, if we're committed to the social structure that exists now, it's because we we think we get benefits from it. We don't see the harm that this system is doing to us now. And this is really um, how we can be seduced, I think. And so standing up and, and being counted in this thing is really, really important. But what really can people do, Gilbert? We're not all going to come there to, to Liberty Square and minus 20 degree temperatures now what 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 are you how are you helping people to to see what they can do next what the next steps are what's your what's your current focus these days well rich you know as i see it we're talking here about um developing a consciousness to continue to grow in consciousness of what's happening because not everybody's perceiving very well what's happening and not everyone perceives very well that they're a part of the 99 percent If I can give a kind of a dramatic example uh, in relation to the police, for example, who are the watchdogs of the powerful, the attack dogs of the powerful, if I can put it that way, you know, but they don't perceive that. Many of them think that they're enforcing the law, which is good. They don't really have consciousness yet that they're slaves. They're working for a a group of sociopaths. And uh, uh, one day, for example, we were... We were in the streets protesting in, uh, in Brooklyn to take back some bank foreclosed homes, two different homes for families. And uh, at the end of the day, I ended up in a block party in front of a home that we, we took back for the family. And, uh, you know, there were not too many police around because we were at least a thousand people strong and a few different organizations involved in it. Uh, together with OWS, as we say, you know, Occupy Wall Street. And there were like a police up on top of the buildings, you know, observing us and, and some people, some police mingling with us. So I was having something to eat in the middle of the street and I happened to be standing next to a cop. And so I was asking him, you know, uh, what's it like serving the 1%? <laughs> you know, the guy was just standing next to me. So I got into a conversation with him. He was very, very uh, shocked to to know that I'm a, a pianist, you know, that I, I do concertizing. And so I just assured him, I said, look, if you know anybody on the police force who suffers a bank foreclosure on their home, you just tell us and we'll come out and we'll occupy it and win it back for him. Okay, would you, would you, would you do that? Do you know anybody like that? And the guy got kind of astonished. <laughs> I was trying to show him that, look, you guys are a part of the 99. Why are you attacking us? So we've got to raise consciousness for everybody um, that the 1% are against the people. All of the people. They're against humanity. It's a little bit difficult to see at first the degree of mental illness that they have. 
so that we can uh, liberate ourselves from them and live in peace with each other. Wonderful. It's wonderful to be able to offer that to a policeman. That would, I'm sure, make him maybe surprised and maybe feel kind of gratified in a way. You're, you're, you're doing uh, some, some work now. I think you have a lecture coming up, Gilbert. By the time I produce this, the lecture may have passed. But let me, uh, let me get the details of what you're going to be doing there, and uh, we'll, we'll pass them on before the show if I don't get the show out in time. What's happening there on Sunday? Yes, um, the OWS, we've rented a, a, a classrooms at Pace University, which is uh, here in downtown Manhattan, right next to the Brooklyn Bridge, you know. And uh, because we're doing a day of uh, teach-ins, as we call them, and um, I'm going to be um, showing uh, Dr. Kepi's model, a productivist model, how you can become self-employed. Uh, groups of people working for yourselves because the occupations all over now we need this you know we need a, a good personal financial basis in order to continue our activist um, endeavors you know so I'm gonna show people how this um, how this works how the productivist model works we call them where workers are owners you know and this has been a, a model a company model that dr kepi has worked on scientifically for years it's tried and proven you know it's not a theory it's something in experience and science just um verifies whether or not an idea is correct whether or not it's in in reality or not and so this enterprise is very exciting. It shows people how they can go into business for themselves, working together in, in this type of model. And so I'll present that on Sunday. I don't know what time yet. The organizers are still putting up the schedule of that, you know. But uh, this will be very interesting for people. People need work, you know. They need work and they need to organize their own jobs and their own ways of, of making a living because this has tremendous power. I'll be talking with Claudia Bernhard-Pershake about that as soon as you and I finish. We'll get into a little bit more specifics about trilogical enterprises too. Yes, good idea, Rich, because everybody needs that. Everybody's out of work. Everybody's complaining about jobs, jobs, jobs. It's not so difficult to go into uh, working for yourself with other people. It can be done more easily than what people think, you know. Yes, Gilbert, I think this is very, very true. Uh, we have the idea, I think, sometimes that uh, everything's really okay or not okay, but we, we just have to change a few things. And really, we have to restructure the economy and bring it more in line with what are real human values. And this is something that uh, trilogical enterprises do. So we'll get into that with Claudia Bernhard-Pacheco when we return on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on Conscious Planet Radio, streaming through iTunes, and of course on our website at HealingThroughConsciousness.com. This is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones. Claudia Bernhard-Pacheco has joined me. You know, Claudia, I was thinking uh, a lot uh, lately because we were watching these... Oh, Will, Will Lajeunesse from Canada is with me, too. Don't want to forget my, my big Canadian bear here, my friend, who has joined us to live here and be with us. Welcome, Will. Claudia, I've been thinking a lot as the Occupy movement continues, as people are are developing this movement, that... You know, we, we need to start talking about some practical things to do. You know, I, I don't want to be occupying a park in minus 20 degrees Celsius weather. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, But I'm feeling that somehow we need to move into action. So w- we could talk a little bit about trilogical enterprises and residences, maybe business today, because um, 
As Dr. Kepi has developed in his books, Work and Capital, Liberation of the People, and as you've explored in your book, The ABCs of Analytical Trilogy, all those books available on our website, by the way, just so I can get a plug in. And by the way, Liberation of the People has these concepts inside of the, and they are free uh, for download on our site, liberationofthepeople.org. Exactly. So thank you for doing the the sales pitch. That's very nice. Because uh, there's something in Dr. Kepi's work here that nobody understands yet Mm -hmm. Uh, in terms of practical things. I feel the spirit of Dr. Kepi is moving all throughout this movement, but in terms of practical steps... So let's look at what it means to have a trilogical business. What is it? What is when we say trilogical companies, trilogical enterprises? What what, what does Dr. Kepi mean by this? Oh, we could name some things: trilogical concepts, uh, by the people, for the people, of the people, of the people, yeah, by the people, for the people, for the people, yeah. right? And it's ethical, aesthetical, and spiritual. And Work that's spiritual. Uh, we can see that it's it's a, a a third way, true third way, and that is not capitalism nor socialism or communism. It's another another form that gives a, a lot of respect to the to the value of work, but at the same time we understand that each individual needs capital. Uh, to improve his life and society. Yeah. So we give value also to capital. But uh, this dialectic in Kepi's terms is, is very different. We want to make uh, the people more, like people stronger, uh, enterprises, pe- people's enterprises stronger, and not the state nor the groups, this uh, kind of large corporations or investors or bankers, the 1%. They don't need to be richer than they already are. Yeah, and Dr. Kepi talks a lot, too, about doing work that would benefit the society and also the people who work. Quality and necessity. Yeah. Yeah. And the other principles he talks a lot about are in in the area of things like speculation and there will be no speculation permitted. No, not at all. Not at all. So there is no possibility of a person investing money and taking anything from this kind of company. If they want to invest, it's okay, they're welcome. But if they're going to join or if they are going to be an emeritus donator, like if they want to help society so they can donate, but they cannot, uh, if they uh, give us a loan, they will not have interest on, on that. They want to receive back no. money with interest. They yeah. can invest their money in the in the enterprise where they are going to be partners or to work in, and then they, they can receive back as the enterprise grows economically, gets better, and so they can get this money back with just this... The principle. The correction of... Inflation. Inflation, yeah. just that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if there's been inflation over five years, then and they And the would... benefits he will get are many, because they're going. he's going to have an enterprise of his own, where he's going to get his... 
profits like of his work, he's going to be happy because he's going to work in his own office and his own enterprise. He's going to be healthier. He's going to be happy to help other people. So it's it's a tremendous improvement in all areas. Many people have the idea that having their own business would be a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we want to deal with that. But first, just let me quote something that he wrote in his book, Sociopathology, which also has a a great section on trilogical enterprises. That book we don't have in English yet, Will. We have to get that published. But he says in here, uh, Dr. Kepi quoting now, my intention in forming trilogical enterprises is that of bringing to consciousness the attitude of the evil socially powerful so that over time the people themselves would assume positions of power in a correct way. I truly believe that any country that adopts these enterprises will develop enormously because they will generate a great increase and diversification of activity and, two, an incredible growth of capital, this time based on something real, i.e. work, not speculation. Yeah. It's beautifully put, isn't it? Yeah. We will benefit because the work that we're doing now is work, is work for ourselves. Yes, and uh, we can we can please all um, the uh, right wing people and the right minded people, and we can please the 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 left wing or left minded people. <laughs> right. In 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 a way, Richard, because we understand that individuals must have their own capital and their own properties. So this idea that society must provide everything and society would be the big boss of everybody and the big mother uh, and feeding them like all the time creating dependent citizens that are not free to enterprise, to be entrepreneurs, to create, to make their own work and their own lives as, as they please. So the concept of being able to have one own Business and one own property and one own um, um, Inve- investment in what you're doing. Patrimonio. How do you say patrimonio? It's like a, a, an inheritance in a way. You're building an equity inside yes, your home. Yes, and to your family, inside to yourself, your work, to your yeah. city, and to your country. This will benefit a country as a whole. And this is one in one hand. So property is very much important individual property, but not in the terms that we see today. And in this sense, we please the left-minded people, understanding that the injustice is immoral. So a society, Kepi says the following, a society that has just one person on the street, just one homeless, is is like... It's a failure of all of us. It's doomed to be a a failure. Like it's, it's... It failed, yeah. In other words, everybody has to be looked after. Everybody must have the fundamental needs to survive and to study and to grow and to produce. So house, food, uh, clothing, education, health must be provided by a common fund that would be the government to to deal with this uh, with low uh, taxes. And if if there is this interest that people would uh, build up uh, a tissue 
of society that is so much active, a lot of things would be constructed, fixed, provided by individuals. So governments would not have to have that big responsibility anymore. Uh, Enterprises would provide things that normally the government does. And so as we do, we in our uh, companies, we provide things that the government should be providing. So instead of complaining and fighting against the government because the government is not using the taxes properly, we in our companies, we provide to everybody the essential needs so they can have room and mind and emotional balance to produce something Uh, of quality and necessity and useful for their fellow man, for himself, for his family. Let's think about that. Will, you could talk a little bit about that. You've been here for a week now, (laughs) a little over a week. And your experience in trilogical enterprises is what compared to what you had when you you had your own business? And he had his own business in Edmonton. Yeah, I mean, uh, business owners in the rest of the world outside of uh, Trilogy here in Brazil, the first thing that comes to mind is stress, very stressful, Uh, constantly trying to make ends meet and bring in more income, find uh, employees who are competent, who we work, we can, you know, work with to bring in the income and the services. Uh, there's a huge tax burden in, in Canada, especially you know, businesses are taxed a, a large amount, small businesses. It's very difficult to be, to be happy, to be, to want to build your business. Um, my business got to a point where I didn't want it to grow anymore because it was too much stress. And here in Brazil, uh, everybody who's in the business is, is a part owner. It, it's totally different. The energy is different. Um, the creativity and the production of the group is is so much better. Uh, also, it, when you're a business owner, you're, you're left kind of holding the bag, as they say, where if, if, if you're responsible for all these people underneath you. Mm-hmm. A, a trilogical enterprise is, is so much, I'd say, secure, more secure. I'm trying to think how we do that, Claudia. I think the people who work within our companies Something have an idea. Something that ideal. is very important, Richard, yeah. and as he was speaking, yes. um, it's not a good business to have his, your own business if you are uh, small or medium size, yeah. because the amount of taxes, the responsibilities with your employees, it's so big. And you don't have in your employees people that are going really to be full-time at your side. The problem of envy, the problem of competition, the problem of sabotage, the problem of, uh, uh, is he benefiting from me so I will do my the least possible Paranoia. and get the maximum yeah. from, this, from this job. Yeah. So we have enemies inside a company, not partners. So in a trilogical situation, uh, when you have everybody involved in a, in a company as partners, they don't necessarily... Uh, make the same amount of m- m- money from the company. It depends on the the importance of his work in the company. And everybody agrees in this situation. Everybody who is re- reasonably s- sensible, <laughs> it's going to say, okay, so this guy must make a little bit more than the others or some more, not that much more, because of his responsibility and dedication. So everybody will, like a, in a general assembly, 
Mm-hmm. We have general assemblies every week mm-hmm. where all the partners discuss about the interest of all. So the interest of the enterprise is the same as the interest of for all because individuals, they belong to this sense of security that he speaks about is a solidity of an, uh, an, uh, a cell that is an, a trilogical enterprise, a trilogical right. company. Right. It must be so, so solid as, as, as a, a small country where you can, or a small city or a small town, where you can go and you have your friends, you have your, your, your sustain, uh, secure, like yeah. you have yeah, everything your, basic. What you need for sustenance, your yes. basic needs, yes. So you, and you have more. You have the freedom to accomplish. Yeah. And you have the... Of course, everything must be decided in a common uh, way. So everybody will work for, the, for similar and, ends and goals. So everybody working for a, a common goal and having private benefits from this. It's a combination that Kepi succeeded in developing that yeah. is incredible because, uh, for instance, if you have a salary and taxes to pay for each new employee, it's, a, it's such a burden. A huge. A huge. Yeah. But, and, and then you, you may go bankrupt because you have to pay the salaries and you don't have profits enough. But if you have partners and if for, for a for some problem, at that time, at that month, at that period, they cannot get the same amount yep. as they usually do. Income they is understand. Lower. Yeah. So they they can change. Uh, they can change. Yeah, they begin to work together to be flexible, to stretch, to change, yeah, to if adapt. If you're a teacher today, you may become a secretary tomorrow if yeah. necessary. Yeah, and you can cover. Uh, the, the the work of other people that cannot do because it's the profit for all. Yeah. And if there is anyone in, uh, that is lazy or sa- making sabotage, this w- you will not work as a common employee. Yeah. We will work out this in, in the Consciousness of Errors program yeah. where everybody will s- treat that as a pathology yeah, because, and we'll try to correct. Because one of the big things we have, uh, the advantage of here is we have a, a, a group. That's Every a, week. That's every week, twice every a week, week, and we have a, a, a very, um, very wise guides in you and Dr. Kepi who can orient. And I'm thinking, people who are beginning thinking of starting this, is it overwhelming for them to think, how are we going to control all of this? No, it's not pathology? control. You see, for instance, you see this movement, Occupy Wall Street movement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you see already many cells being born in many cities, and you don't have necessarily one guide. You need to have good rules. And if you have the good laws and the good rules, uh, this democracy can work. If uh, there are no good rules and orientation, so the democracy becomes an anarchy, which is not good for anyone. It's very destructive. So you don't need necessarily a coordinator. You need good laws and good rules, so everybody will watch that those good rules will be followed. And those rules would be um, basing our salary our business on work on production productivity not on management <laughs> no productivity yeah what and when i when dr kepi calls his his method as productivism he doesn't mean that productivism that old concept that that it's oh my god so you have to produce and produce no matter what and the more the better and to consume and to consume and this is absolutely the opposite of what kepi says he speaks about concentrated work of quality necessity 
beauty. So if you can dry up a company and be with three people working in a high production level and quality, it's much better than 100 doing very little. So those uh, 97 individuals will be in other areas producing other necessities and things that are of quality and concentration. The other thing I think that's very important in a trilogical business because we're talking about businesses that provide something for the society, we, we need a lot of humility in a way. You know, there's so much um, uh, megalomania around business today. You know, I want to build this multinational company like uh, like Steve Jobs, you know, and I've got this idea and I want to build a company and sell it for $56 billion. And Dr. Kepi gives a lot of value to work in, in our companies, to doing real work that benefits people. So it's a, it's a humble position. That yeah, we need in to... one way it's a humble, in another way it's, it gives honor and dignity. Yeah, this is what I think, And it gives too. you freedom, and even financial freedom, which it, being an employee doesn't give you. You will be always a slave and be dependent on, and on bosses, and they can humiliate you a lot. Companies yeah. can, can really humiliate you, and I, I have seen and attended clients that worked, gave their souls, and they gave their lives to the company, and then in a sudden, boom, yeah, they're fired, yeah. and they have nothing to do, nothing left, because nobody will hire them anymore, and they are, like, retired. So it's, it's, a, it's a death, a condemnation yeah. of death. Yeah. This is very depressive, very, very immoral, this way of dealing with human beings. So in a, if, you, if you talk to people, generally, employees, if you tell them you can have your own enterprise, they will say, me? Never. How come? I'll never be capable to do this. I, will, I don't have money. I don't have capital. I don't have uh, uh, like a, a structure to do this. And so they don't have confidence. They don't trust. So they are very humiliated all the time. Uh, so they don't trust in their capacity and the results, the power of their work. And this is very important and necessary. And as long as two, three or more people get united, get together to follow these rules, Richard, it's no way that the, the, they are not getting very soon more money than they were getting yeah. through their being an employee and, and, and having salaries. But this is clear, very clear to me. And our, our soul is at rest somehow. You know, when I first came to Brazil and I started to do the work that I was doing here, uh, I felt a sense of um, a clarity. Because everything's freed up. You, you're focused on producing for your company, not for what the boss... Because now what happens today? The guy's producing reports for the next guy up the line. And then that guy produces reports for the next guy up the line. Nobody's doing the work to serve the customer. And the person who is doing the work to serve the customer is treated the worst in the company, is, is at the very bottom. You have totally freedom, total freedom to produce as many hours as you want. Yes. Because you have your house taken care. By the company. By the company, because they pay for uh, fascinators, housekeepers. For housekeepers. This, and this comes from our work. Yes, everything. It's the enterprise that provides uh, trilogical residential sets that are 
reasonable, that are organized. So uh, there is a person taking care of the laundry and and there is a person taking care of the food and buying food and going to the supermarket takes a long Ooh. time of your day. <laughs> and preparing food and then washing dishes and da-da-da-da-da. So you don't need to be worried because there is a nutritionist and... Uh, that is paid to do that. Yeah. So and so you have people that take care of the cars, and you have a a frota de carros. A fleet. A fleet of cars yeah. for the company, yeah. and the children of the workers are taken care by drivers. Yes, people to drive them to school. Private drivers. Yeah. They bring them to school. They pick up them from school, so yeah. the people can. People in the, the partners don't worry. <laughs> What is happening with my children? Who's taking care of them? They have babysitters. Yeah. And they what's, have, hap- what's happening with my clothes? I don't have clean clothes to wear. And <laughs> that's being, they're being cleaned. Yes. Yeah. And you have like um, um, leisure. You have a, a common place to, like you have, a, by the way, here we have a beautiful hotel in a, in a, in a place. Uh, in a beautiful uh, area in the country, Aguas, in, uh, in, in, in the in the area where we have all these mineral waters. It's a, how do you say this in English? Those cities that in 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 German is it's a bad spot. So where the, there is this thermal 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 waters. Kind of, yes, thermal touristic places. So we have a hotel in here just to to serve. The people in our company, yeah. if they want to bring friends, and if those friends are reasonable and accepted by everybody, they will bring contribution with their yeah. arts. Yeah. And you know what's enormous, what's incredible about this, we have an enormous individual wealth yeah. because of this, because of the collective wealth. Yes. It's the collective wealth that brings the individual yeah. value and meaning. Yeah, because here... This is the law. And in a country, people go to the government to take for them what they can. They suck and suck. And banking, they suck the people. They suck the government. They suck the structure of the company. They think, what I can get from this government, what I can get from the people, what I can take take, take for me. So they do like um, a corn spiga de milho. Uh, they eat corn cob. <laughs> and they eat up all the corn and they throw away the cob. The cob. So this is what people do with their countries, and as they do with their enterprises many times the same thing. So they yeah. want to take, 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 take everybody taking, and in this we disinverted the flow of the goods. So what must be powerful and solid is the company, is the nucleus, is the the group. Yeah which provides then the necessity of each one. Bank, if you need a loan, your enterprise will have a bank to provide you some loan with no interest. We don't need a credit card if you need something that you cannot afford. So you go to the bank of the company and you ask to loan some amount of money, and everybody in the company provides, like, contribute to the bank. Claudia, are there any particular types of... We're running close to the end of our time. You have to leave now. But are there any types of businesses particularly that are are, um, conducive to trilogical enterprises? I'm thinking of the people listening, thinking about what could I do? What kind of business could I start? They can do anything. They can be just one. They can be three. They can be a hundred. They can be a thousand if they have the right rules. 
and they can do anything. They yeah. can be lawyers, they can be liberal professionals, anything. Everything that is producing good and services and services and good for society and quality work and constructing society artistic things yes anything can be like this yeah. anything anything that we need already is already available in society yeah. under this rules that are idealistic rules cooperation instead of competition no speculation no exploitation no pathology of power allowed control of the pathology of all ethical, people ethical yeah. ethics it's a fantastic vision for a new world. And I understand Gilbert Gambucci is very excited to be developing these types of work structures in New York, bringing them back, actually, from when Dr. Kepi and the Brazilians lived there in the mid-1980s. If you're interested in that, if you have friends in New York who might be interested in this, too, make sure you get in touch with me. My email is joneshealing at gmail.com. Our website, healingthroughconsciousness.com. Our program is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. We're broadcasting from the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Sao Paulo, Brazil. My name is Richard Lloyd-Jones, and we're back next week with another edition of Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. Bye for now.